Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, dad friends? Welcome back to I Have Kids, the podcast. I don't know why I said it like that. But yo, welcome back. Um, This is now season two. I know I've been gone for a while. And um, yeah, I just I decided to go ahead and start a new season because not only is this a new season for the show, I'm also entering a new season in my life. Um shoot, everything's just been so hectic lately, like, it ain't even got nothing to do with my child, I know a lot of people be like, oh yeah, your life is hectic because you have a baby, nah, she's not even the hectic part of my life, to be honest on that, she's a big part of my life, but she's not the hectic part of my life, if you feel me, but yeah, um, if you're a new listener, welcome, if you are a returning listener, welcome back, y'all already know how this goes, okay, Anyway, um, yeah, so I've just been living, um, breathing, waking up, trying to function every day because, uh, life is life. Um, I think the last time I did an episode, my daughter was about, what, five, six months? Maybe younger than that? No, she's about five, six months. Well, um, by the time y'all hear this, um, actually, as I'm recording this, she is a couple days away from being nine months old. Yeah. Um, I, it's five in the morning. I know I got to get up and go to work in like three hours, but I, I keep putting this off and I keep putting making this episode off and I'm not going to keep doing that. So, yes, I'm up at almost five. It's 517 to be exact. So, yeah, I'm up recording. Anyway, um, I'm back at the job I was working, um, before I got pregnant and I'm glad I followed my gut to go back to this job. Um, it's, it's where my heart is at. I'm still focusing on my business and everything, but as far as the consistent paycheck and still needing a nine to five, this is where my heart is at. So if I'm going to work on somebody else's job. Let me be on a job that I actually enjoy. But yeah. Um, I'm sorry if y'all hear that air conditioner background. But yeah. Alright, so let's get into the topic, right? So while I was at my job, because um, y'all know I work around a lot of people, um, I noticed one day, huh, yeah, to reflect back on this day. So I was at work one day and there was a woman, there was actually a family. It was, um, probably, um, a woman, her husband, um, their kids, maybe one of their brothers and sisters or whatever. And the grandparents, you know, um, it was, it was a family, nice little family outing they were having. 
and um I noticed like the mother was she had that she had a toddler with her this was a little boy he had to be about couldn't be no older than three years old younger than that but you know he's he's a little kid he wants to walk around he wants to explore get into everything and she is obviously irritated with this child like I don't know what they've been through all day but she's tired of chasing him. She's tired of holding him. She's tired of this child in general at this point. And I'm sure there are some parents who can relate. I haven't gotten to that point with my child yet. But I'm sure some parents know what I'm talking about when I say this. But yeah. So I noticed like they sat on the bench because I work outside. They sat on the bench, the mother and the child. They were sitting on the bench. Meanwhile, the other family members were over talking to um my co-workers about some things I'm not gonna say I've said what I do um in my other podcast before but I'm gonna be a little more um I don't want to say discreet but you know I ain't gonna talk about the job specifically as much because um yeah so anyway um the mother was sitting there with the child and the child was crying I guess Maybe he didn't want to leave. Maybe there was something she wasn't allowing him to do. I don't know. He's just being a little kid right now. He's crying. He's upset. It's hot. She's upset. It's hot. So I'm looking like at my car because I'm like, dang, do we have like a sticker like or some kind of stickers or something we can hand to the little kid? And it made me think, dang, okay, next time I come out here, I want to have like little uh, stickers or something to give to kids. Because, you know, I know it's, it can be difficult sometimes but for the parents. But then, um, I guess she went to the bathroom or somebody else went to the bathroom. And she was standing by the bathrooms with this child. And the little boy, um, he wandered off. He didn't go far. I saw him. I was. I saw the mother. He had to have walked about three feet away from her and he was touching the fence he was touching the stanchions that were set up he touched the sign and he walked right back to her and she just went off like she was all like where do you go why are you walking away like that I told you not to go touch the fence I told you not to do this and she's like straight yelling at this child like he's grown and it triggered something in me because The way she was talking to him was how my mother used to talk to me growing up. And I remember my mother talking to me like this at a very early age. Very early. Probably around his age. Like, my earliest childhood memory is around three years old. And I know I was three years old because I remember being in preschool. I remember, um, I went to preschool twice. I went to pre-three and pre-four. And then I did pre-K. Not pre-K. I went to uh, pre-three, pre-four, and then I went to start kindergarten. So, I, um, I, you know, I know, I remember being three years old and my mother talking to me like this. Like, this child was just being a kid, you know? Kids get into crap. Like, he didn't even do anything. He just sat and walked up to the sign, touched it, and walked right back to her. And he didn't even go far. Like I said, she, he was literally, like, three or four feet away from her you know, and she was all like, um, 
I'm, I'm tired of you walking away. Stop doing that. Da, da, da. She was just going off on him. And he started to cry, of course, because you're yelling at a child and he's going to cry. Oh, my God. I can't believe you're doing this again. You're fine. Stop it. You're fine. You're fine. What's? Why are you doing this? Stop it. Ugh. My mother used to talk to me like that. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying not to get mad right now because I don't have a reason to be mad. But I'm watching this happen. I'm standing there with my coworker, and I was like, yo, do we have, like, a sticker or something? I feel like I need to help this woman and help this child. And she was like, yo, mind your business. And I'm like, I know it's not my business, but this is bothering me. The, the way she was speaking to this child and on top of that, he, he had on a pull-up. How do I know he had on a pull-up? Because he wiped his face with his shirt. That's how old this kid was. He was still at the age where he wiped his face with his shirt, and he I saw he had on a pull-up. This is a pull-up age-wearing child, and you're yelling at him like he's a freaking grown-up. Like, what's wrong with you? You know, and, and, and I was, it pissed me off. It really really had me pissed that day hearing her talk to that child like that because it's to me it was like you know you're you made this child cry and now you're mad because the child is crying and that logic never has ever sat right with me like I I never believed in that stop crying I'll give you something to cry about bull crap like I'm crying in the first place because of you that's the mind mentality of a child and it's like you're you're it's emotional manipulation it's very manipulative because it's like you caused me to feel this emotion and now you're mad that I'm feeling this emotion. This is the reason a lot of adults have emotional imbalance and um, struggle to deal with their emotions because we all grew up being told, stop crying, fix your face, so I'm going to give you something to be mad about. Like you already freaking didn't, you know? But that's besides the point. Um, it's just the way she was talking to this child was very uh, oh my gosh like I can't believe people really do talk to kids like that and and for me it was like I know I grew up with my mother talking to me like that and to see it happen on the outside made it look worse than what it really is and it was like you know ugh. and I understand you know you never know what this family is going through you never know what this mother is dealing with um you know it's you 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 never know I get that but what we also need to know and what I also want parents to understand parents who talk to their kids like that maybe you don't hear yourself when you're talking to your child but what we need to realize as parents is that Our kids do not understand what's going on. And I didn't realize it until maybe a couple weeks ago, actually. I thought a lot. I I tend to think back a lot about my childhood now as as a parent. Because I'm thinking, okay, how did my parents handle this? How did my parents handle that? And I don't want to use their parenting and their experiences parenting from my perspective as a way to be a parent to my child. But 
I've learned a lot based off of what my parents have done on what kind of parent I want to be and what do I want to do and what do I not want to do. That's what I've learned from my parents. So, yeah. Um, With that being said, it's like, where was I going with this? Yeah, so with that being said, for me, it's more like um, I realized my mom was always, she always seemed angry and upset um and it's like now that I'm older I realize a lot of the stuff she was upset about wasn't about us I think she was upset about you know yeah we were kids first of all my mom has a terrible case of OCD and she didn't she never understood children I think that's the the problem a lot of parents have they don't understand children okay a lot of people yeah that's pretty much the type of mother I had I had a mother who looked at children as if they were supposed to be miniature adults she didn't understand that children are children and she didn't understand what children are okay and let me break that down um, my mother used to get mad because we made messes. Children make messes. She used to always like get super angry and scream in our faces like legit drill sergeant scream. Crazy people scream in our faces, scream in the room because we made messes because we left toys on the floor in our own bedroom. You know, and in her mind, she's thinking, y'all don't appreciate this house. Y'all, um, uh, y'all, y'all are just destructive. It was that for me. And it's like, we're kids. Kids make messes. Okay. And, and, And for those parents who like to keep everything super tidy and clean, I applaud you for being able to. But please, I, I want people to understand if when you have children, have some patience, man. I'm eight months deep in the game, but you got to have patience. Children are not miniature adults. Children are children, okay? Please understand that. Kids make messes. Yes, you have to teach them to clean it, but... Don't, and, and don't, there's no need to scream, violently scream at a five-year-old because they left their toys on the floor. They're a, it's a child for crying out loud. You know, there's no need to violently scream at a child, a child Okay, I'm not talking to arguing with your teenager. I'm talking a little kid sitting there playing with their toys and they leave them on the floor and go and pick up another toy. Yes, you have to teach your kids to clean up, but you can't get that mad. And what I go back and realize, I don't think my mother properly knew how to handle her emotions, number one, but... but. I also think, and I've never had this talk with her, because 
if I ever try to, she's going to make it seem like I'm being crazy. But what I'm saying is real. Um, I think maybe the stress she was dealing with with everything else came out at us. I think she walked around all day. She got up, took us to school or whatever. And when she she went to work, she worked jobs that she hated. She dealt with coworkers that she couldn't stand. She's working all day. She comes home and the icing on the cake is her little children leaving toys on the floor. I remember I grew up with my mother saying, I want this house to look like a model home. I want this house to look like no children live here. And, you know, it's, it's stuff, saying stuff like that also, you know, it, it can... It can bother a child. I don't think a lot of parents think about the stuff that they say to kids and how it affects their self-esteem, how it affects their being. Now, um, I'm not going to talk about certain things, but as a teenager, I got to a point where I felt like my existence did not, was not valued even as a child, because I grew up with my mother telling me stuff like that. I grew up with my mother, hearing my mother complain about having to take care of her children, complain about having to fix cups of juice, complain about having to pick up the toys the children left on the floor. This is the stuff that's considered part of being a parent. I heard my mother complain about having to do things to take care of our children. And it's like, I didn't realize what she was complaining about was actually like, she wasn't complaining really, but the way she went about it was in a complaining manner. And I think what we don't realize is that children don't understand. And and we got to... I understand now as a parent, you know, sometimes you don't need, um, I'm jumping the gun here, but we don't understand the mind of children is different. The children are not miniature adults. And I cannot say that enough. Children are children. Their brains are highly undeveloped. Okay, yes, they can comprehend logic, but they're still learning. They're still growing. They're still becoming. They're, everything is, is new. And, and it's like we have to handle things differently with a child. Okay? Um, you know, like the woman I saw at work who was yelling at her child and was like, You're fine. You're fine. Stop it. He's not fine. He's under some distress right now because you just went off on him. And to you, it's like you want him to stay right next to you. You're upset because he didn't stay right next to you. But in his mind, he was like, oh, there's a sign. Let me go see the sign. I'm going to come back. He doesn't think he did anything wrong. And that's the mind a lot of children have. Children don't know right from wrong. You do have to teach them right from wrong. But children are not a miniature adults. Can we stop acting like they are? Because they're freaking not. 
okay? And it frustrates me because I grew up with my mother never, ever understanding me. Even up to this day, she still won't understand me because at this point, she just doesn't want to. But, and I'm not trying to make this a whole rant about my mother, but this whole thing kind of triggered a lot for me because it was my mother. Um, Stuff like, I was bullied as a kid tremendously I was tremendously bullied as a child and at five years old um my first bullying experience was a little boy who used to call me crunchy cookie and you know you could sit there and I am hold on let me see sorry I had to do something on my computer you can sit there and I hated the fact that they that people tell these little girls oh if a boy teases you he likes you (laughs) that's a whole other episode we're gonna get into but no um I I was bothered because this boy and his brother were both bothering me and I told my mother about it they were calling me names and I I grew up being called names and I told my mother about it and all she said was so so what so and and as in the childlike mind that I had because I was a child I, I had to this this happened between the ages of eight and ten okay no not eight and ten this happened between the ages of five and ten so in this child state that I am in, and this childlike mind that I have, when I'm being bullied and bothered, and I go to my mother about it, and all she has to say is, so? To me, I'm hearing, oh, you agree with them. So what they said that. That's what I'm hearing, you know? And it took a toll on my self-esteem because I feel like, you know, these kids are talking about me and the way I look and I go home and my mother doesn't care that they're talking about the way I look and on top of that she has a problem with the way I look because I was a tomboy and her idea of a daughter was this prissy prim little flower girl you know and that wasn't me so I was surrounded by people who showed that they did not value me okay that's besides the point now my mother explained this as she as I got older to her when she said so to her a grown woman in her 30s at the time to her the name calling is nothing yes a name name calling is nothing to an, a 30 something year old woman but to a five-year-old little girl who has never experienced anybody being that harsh to her and cruel and has, um, you know, and, and knows the intention was to hurt her and never has experienced people with the intention to hurt her, it, it, it did something, you know, and you have to understand it's different. So you have to understand the mind of a child is different from an adult. I'm sorry if I seem like I'm all over the place, y'all, but that's how it is, you know. Um, that's an example. The the bullying I went through as a child, being in the place of the bullying is an issue, but as an adult, 
it's no big deal. And my mother never was able to understand why I was hurt and why I was bothered because to her, I was supposed to be a miniature adult. I was not a child and she could never put herself in the mindset of a child or the perspective of a child to understand the pain I was feeling. So with that being said, she never was able to put herself not just my mother, but a lot of parents are not able to put themselves in the shoes, in the mentality of a child again. We've been adults for so long, we forget that children's minds are different, okay? Put yourself in your child's place. Yes, you are upset about bills. You are upset about work. You are upset about having to do other things and, and curricular activities and your other children. You're, ups, you're upset about a lot of things. But please remember, your child does not understand that. Okay? And that's the thing. We need to stop expecting our children to understand grown-up problems. Okay? For example, you go to the store and you tell this child, no, that they can't buy this toy And your reason for them not being able to buy the toy is because it's out of your budget. You came to the store with $60, you bought groceries, you bought toiletries, and you bought maybe a new pair of shoes that the child needed for school. Um, I know that's way more than $60, especially at Walmart, but... What I'm saying is you came to the store with $60, you got $60 worth of items, and now your child wants this $25 toy. And you tell your child, no, you can't have this toy. And now your child is kicking and screaming and fussing. Your child does not understand, oh, mama only has this amount of money, she can't buy the toy. Your child doesn't understand that. Your child doesn't understand you set a budget to come to this store because you got other bills to pay. That's a child. Your child doesn't even know what bills are. Okay? So, we have to understand that children think differently. And I mean, this child is kicking and screaming because they can't have their way. Try, hey, um... I mean, I I haven't experienced this yet because the only thing my daughter, I take away from her is an empty bottle right now. But, excuse me, you know, it's like, okay, um, I've heard redirection works. There are other things, you know, to do. Just, you have to figure out how to explain to a child what's going on. Hey, I can't buy the, we can't buy this toy right now. Let's buy this stuff first and we'll see if we can get something else later. Let's try that. You know, um, you call it gentle parenting. I call it being a human. I call it understanding, like understand the perspective. A child does not think like an adult. So, when a child is crying out in public, I understand it can be frustrating, it can be annoying, but you have to understand the perspective. In a child's mind, they didn't do anything wrong, and for a parent to just blow up on them, you know, and we don't understand that our child children do not understand what we have going on, you know. Like, I got a lot of other things going on in my life. 
And I thank God for giving me the strength and the patience to understand what he is putting me through. Because throughout this whole situation of everything that I have going on in my personal life that I'm not putting out there, I have been calm. I, I've, I've cried a few times. I'm not going to lie. I have cried a few times. But I've been calm. I've been praying through it. And I never once took it out on my child. Never. There have been some times where I'm like, you know what? Let me put everything down and just go play with my baby. Let me go Let me go play with the toys with my baby. So, stuff like that. But, you know, I think that's the issue a lot of parents, um, not being a parent, I think that's, that might have been what happened to my mother. I think the stress she dealt with throughout the day built up and she came home and took it out on us because now I look back at it. There was nothing we did that was so bad. She had to scream at the top of her lungs at small children. Jesus. And it's not just my mother. I'm not on here to rant about my mother. But my mother was a prime example of that type of parent. Um, so with that being said... I know we also sometimes need times to decompress. And I grew up with, like, my mom, she used to, she never really, how do I say it? Um, Outside of feeding us and providing for us, she never really wanted to actually deal with us in a way. You know, to her, it was like, I already fed you. You're clean. What do you want? Get out of my face. She didn't specifically say it like that. She said it more like, stop calling me. It's always mom, mom, mom. When I'm wearing this shirt, don't speak to me. What do y'all want? It's more like that. Yeah. Um, but now as a parent, I'm understanding that we do need our moments to decompress and get our minds together. I don't like saying that I need a break because my child is not a job. My child is my child. She's not a job. I don't want a break. A break is what you get on a job. My child is not a job. So, I'm no offense to the parents that do say they need a break, but I don't like to use that term because um, my child's not a job. My child is my child, and I signed up for this. Anyway, um, what I say is I need, I need a happy hour. I need a moment. I need, um, yeah, I say I need to get my mind together. I say other things. And, um, it's hard to get that. So I want to talk about how I get my happy hour, how I get my moment together. And sometimes your happy hour ain't even an hour. It's just that moment you take to get your mind together and decompress and let go. So, um, although I am only eight months deep in the game, and well, almost nine months deep in the game, and um, you know, I'm sure as my child gets older, the 
moments will become longer and easier because she can entertain herself a little easier. Maybe she'll have friends. She might have more siblings by then. I don't know. Um, so here's what I do. I, um, recently found myself being interested in candles. Not even like recent, but like in the past couple months, I found myself finding candles to be very relaxing, lighting candles, and, um, not even, they don't even have to be like aromatherapy candles, but like when I want my moment of peace, I go light a candle. Even when like me and my daughter are just like sitting here and I'm getting her bottle together and we're just relaxing and she's playing with her toys or she's watching YouTube or whatever. I just light a candle and when, and it's just knowing the candle is lit is my moment of peace. Um, also a big moment of peace for me is, um, driving rather my daughter is in the car or not. Me being in the front seat by myself and her being in the back seat, rather she's sleeping or playing with her little toys or drinking a bottle or whatever, me being in the front seat is my moment to myself to get my mind together, okay? I, um, like, if we go in the store, right, say, she's usually good in the store, she's never really been, like, fussy or anything, the only issue I have to deal with her is her grabbing zebra cakes and chips off of the shelf when she shouldn't be. Because now she's, you know, she's big enough to sit inside of the car seat. Not the car seat, inside of the front of the buggy. And she can grab things and reach stuff. So, um, that's the only time I really have to, like, control her. She's really a good baby so far. But, um, I get to check out and I'll buy myself, like, a soda and a Kit Kat or something. And, um... While I'm driving, I have my Kit Kat, I got my soda, she's in the back seat doing whatever she want to do. And even still, like, what I also do is after I put the groceries up, I'll change her diaper. That way she's got a clean diaper. If it's time for her to have a bottle, I give her her bottle while I'm driving. And I'm in the front seat, I play my music, I got my Kit Kat, I drink my soda, I'm chilling minding my business all the way to our next destination or all the way home or wherever we going, you know? So that is my happy hour. Okay. Um, or when her and her father are having their daddy daughter days, um, that is also my happy hour going to work, being at work. That's my happy hour. Um, because you know, dealing with a teething baby can be a little stressful. Because you don't know what else to do. You give her Tylenol. You give her the little teething tablets. Give her toys. um, Cold rags. You give her all these things. But sometimes it don't work. And sometimes it can be a little overwhelming. Um, I've also... My daughter has also had thrush before. um, Diaper rashes. Um... She has allergies like I do, sinus issues like I do, so she doesn't like being congested. Um, what else? Yeah, so it's, it's different things. And also what I've learned is she doesn't like to be bored. You know, there's times where she'll get, she'll, she'll act like she's sleepy, start rubbing her head, rubbing her face, but she won't go to sleep. She's actually bored. So yeah. Um, (coughs) 
Excuse me. And having these happy hour moments have helped me as a parent because when I first got in this game, I did have my moments where I was like, oh my God, I'm not meant for this. This ain't working. I need to take her to the fire department. I've had, we've had nights where she just won't, I don't know what she was, she had going on, but I got to a point where I felt like I can't do it. And it was never towards her. It was, she's being a baby. So babies cry, they get irritable. You know, she had her moments. And I have mine where I'm like, I don't know what to do. She's still crying. She's still upset. And it wasn't even the she's still crying. It's the she's still upset and I don't know what to do. I don't know what's bothering her. I changed her diaper. I fed her. Um, she, I've made sure she wasn't constipated. I don't know what else to do. You know, I've gotten to that because I, I had an understanding, you know, of my child. I think some parents just think, oh, shut the kid up, you know. Stop the crying. And we need to let go of that mentality. We need to understand that children are people too. Babies are people as well. And they have, they're they're trying to communicate to you. Children are not full-grown adults. As adults, you know, we could sit there and say, hey, what's wrong? And the other person can respond with, oh, this, 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 this is bothering me. Or today I feel, or I just think it's funny how. Or what had happened was, you know, we can respond to that. Children, not so much. We can teach them how to use their words, how to express themselves. But children are children and their emotions are not their emotions are a little raw and uncut compared to an adult. They don't know how to contain themselves the way we do. Yes, we all have our moments where we just fall apart. But when we are upset, we as adults have enough self-control to not want to throw ourselves on the floor and, and scream and cry and knock things over. Because we are adults, we have developed that type of self-control. Children, on the other hand, not so much. They're going to do that. Yes, teach your child to not do that. But please have an understanding that they are doing this because they don't know better. They're doing this because they're a child and it makes sense to do that. They're doing this because they don't know another way to express themselves. Now, I'm not getting on here to be some kind of parent and coach. I'm not getting on here to, you know, tell you how to raise your kids. But I share what I went through with my mother because I have been the child in that type of situation. And I want to, um, what was I saying? I've been the child on the I've been on the child end of that type of situation and I know how it made me feel which is why I really sympathize with that little boy that I saw when I was at work so with that being said I feel like instead of 
telling your child, stop crying. What are you crying for? You're teaching your child that their emotions are wrong. And in return, it develops it develops incommunicative adults. I don't even know if that's the word, but it develop, you develop an adult that can't communicate because they've been taught to not express emotion. You know, and that has caused problems on my end. I have dealt with abusive relationships because I've been taught to contain and hide my emotions. And I've dealt with guys who are not okay with me containing my emotions. True, they should not put their hands on me. But think about the type of issues that has caused me in relationships because I... Because people get to know me well enough to the where to where they know something is bothering me, but I've been taught to hide my emotions and to hide the fact that I'm bothered for so long that I don't know how to tell people something is bothering me. I don't know how to express it. I just sit there and say nothing, or I sit there and just let it go because I feel like if I feel some type of way. I'm wrong because I've always been taught to not feel things because when I did feel things, it's pretty much my parents would get mad because I'm mad, which is another thing I want to get into, you know, like stop. That's a whole other episode, but this whole, you know, especially when you deal with teenagers and okay, yes, they have and what you call an attitude, but they're not going to be happy because you're scolding them because you're telling them they can't do something. You expect them to be happy? You expect them to sit there and smile and be jolly and chipper? No, they're going to be upset. So what? Okay? You know, people keep, have, children have every right to be upset. It's just a matter of teaching them how to contain and deal with those emotions. Um... I feel like um, I probably talked in circles on this episode. I feel like maybe I said something, maybe I didn't. I know there are going to be some people who are going to tell me, oh, you don't understand this and that. You only, you know, you'll see when your child get older. When my child gets older, I'm going to tell y'all how I handle it. And that's another thing, like, I know my family keeps telling me, oh, you're going to get this back. And can we stop doing that? Can we stop acting like who we are is a curse? It's not my fault you never understood me as a person. It's not our fault that the people around us don't understand us. And it's so many times people tell you know, their kids, you're going to have kids and they're going to do you the same way you're doing me. It's not your child's fault that you're bothered. I know as a child, I had a lot of, um, I had, I had sleep issues. I've had, um, you know, a couple of behavioral issues. I was a very sensitive child and my mother always said, oh, when you have a child, they're going to cry a lot and you're going to get it all back. What? And I, and I remember my mom always used to tell me that my child is going to be like me and I'm going to get back everything I did to her, whatever that was. And I sit there and I hope, 
sometimes as much as I hope my child is not like me because I want her to be better than me, I kind of do hope that I, my child puts me in the same position that my mother, my mother was in so I can handle it 10 times better than she did. If my child is sensitive and does cry a lot, I want to be able to show her the compassion a human deserves. <laughs> Just saying. Like, uh, sometimes I wish, oh my gosh, like, it really triggered me seeing that little boy go through what he went through with that woman. And I don't wish anything negative on anybody, but I do hope that child spends a lot more time with someone else rather than his mother. And I'm sorry to say this, but impatient people, I don't know why you have children. I don't know why. Especially people who don't grow patience. I don't understand why you have a child. Anyway. But yeah. Um, I don't, I guess I talked in circles at this point. I don't know. I hope I made sense. Um, y'all can leave comments wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Um... What was I about to say? Y'all can share it. Please make sure you do share it. Make sure you follow I Have Kids on Facebook and Instagram. The I Have Kids podcast. Make sure y'all like and subscribe. Make sure y'all um, follow. Yeah, subscribe and follow this podcast wherever you're listening to it at. It is like 5 in the morning right now. Oh, no, it's 6 in the morning now. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I'm going to do a quick edit. And I'm carrying my behind the bed. So, if you're not following, subscribe, please do so. If you are, thanks for listening and thank you for staying this long. Y'all already know how this goes. Alright, catch y'all later. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.